Welcome to App Talk with Uptick. Each week, we dive into the nitty gritty of how to grow mobile apps and games. We speak with industry experts about the specific strategies, tools, and tactics they use to find success, and we keep you up to date with emerging news and trends in the ever-changing mobile app ecosystem. In this special bonus episode, we're going to turn our metaphorical cameras around and spotlight one of the products we've been using, we've been building here at Uptick. So, joining me for this discussion are Uptick founders Warren Woodard and Tom Fang. Welcome, guys. What's up, Xander? Tom, glad hey to have you on an episode. Great to be here. So awesome. yeah, we're gonna try something uh, a little different today. This is the first of these like spotlight episodes, and so there's gonna be no news this week, no like app of the week. This is uh, an experiment to kind of show you some of the research and um, development work we've been doing here at Uptick with uh, the portion of the business that Tom oversees, which is our tools and technology side. So we want to give you guys some insights and hopefully some evergreen content here. Great, awesome. So number one tool is the automated ASO platform. Um, let's just jump right in. What is, for those who in the audience who don't know, what is ASO and why should developers care about it? Sure. So, uh, you know, as, as I think most of the listeners know, you know, our day-to-day -day here at Uptick is not podcasting. Usually we're doing growth marketing for, for apps. Um, and uh, one key part of that is definitely ASO. So there's, there's kind of two halves to ASO. Uh, one is the discoverability part that's working with keywords and how your app can be found in the app store. That's not what we're going to really be talking about today. Um, the, the, the work we've been doing is about optimizing uh, the, the other half of ASO or app store optimization, which is conversion maximization. So this is essentially, you know, when you send someone to your store page, what is the likelihood that they're going to actually become uh, a user in your app? And that's where we focused our work. Um, and that's what we want to share uh, with you today is uh, app store optimization, conversion, maximization, and optimization. OK, so uh, we'll dig into a lot of different things here. I mean, I think the sort of main thing that we want to differentiate about, talk about, and differentiate ourselves in is that you know we've built a fully automated platform. And I think that's something that's really distinct in the space. So do you want to talk a little bit about what drove us to build an ASO tool in the first place? Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess I should also talk and, uh, you know, Tom, I'll hand off to you here in a second, but I should talk about like why ASO matters. Like why, why should we care about this? Um, so for the, there's basically two ways that a user is going to come into an app. One is that they find the app organically and the other is that they come in through an, an ad. Um, ASO is either step one or step two for every single user that comes into an app. So if they come in organically, if they find you in the store, it's literally the first thing they see for your app is your icon and your store page, everything associated with it. And if they come in through an ad, they see the ad first, click on that, and then step two is the store. Um, so because of this, you know, we, th we think as growth marketers, it's a really crucial area to put the work in to do it right and to maximize the value of. And so when you know, Tom and I started Uptick, um, we came together to kind of brainstorm what's the first thing that we could build that would add the most value. And we landed on ASO as a really obvious choice um, and Tom, I guess I'll hand off to you here for, you know, sort of what, what, what made ASO compelling to you and what, and why did you decide to make that the first product you and your team worked on? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, as, as Warren mentioned, um, all of your users have to come in through the, through the app store. So optimizing that page's performance is a direct, uh, leverage of your bottom line, right? So you increase the, uh, conversion rate of that page by 10%. Um, it should theoret theoretically lead to a correlated 
10% increase in uh, your bottom line, right? So um, the number one thing is the impact on, on your revenue directly. Um, the second thing is uh, to be able to use uh, data to uh, automate uh, basically what um, optimizes that page's performance. So what we do is uh, we perform multivariate testing uh, on the various elements of that page. So be it the icon, the video, the screenshots, the feature graphic, the uh, text-based elements, such as the titles, subtitles, these are mixed and matched to find the optimal page automatically for you. Right, and as you sort of alluded to, this is like a really, really powerful lever, right? Because every, basically every user sees a, the store page. It's one of the most powerful levers you have, arguably the most powerful lever you have to increase uh, revenue and installs and ultimately revenue to your business. Um, so you would seem that you would seem to think that this would be a very, very busy space with a lot of people trying to vie for the the incremental revenue and build a lot of products and tools to help optimize this process. Why do we see that this is the place where we can add the most value in the short term? Yeah, for sure. So to be clear, I mean, there's other tools that you can use for for conversion testing and, and maximization. Um, so you know, why do, why do we bother building anything? Um, a lot of these tools essentially have the same function. There are ways that you can do mock-up store pages, um, which you have to do for iOS because iOS doesn't give you any sort of like native A/B testing tool. Um, but they all have very similar functionality. They they do what they do well, but they kind of just do one thing. You can make two different pages or a couple of different pages and you can test them against each other to see what works better. So this at the end of the day is a super manual process and our team is pretty small. We're pretty small and we manage a pretty large, relatively large portfolio of, of, of apps and marketing channels. So we really needed to find a way um, that we could do a lot with a small team. And one thing that I found that, that made me want to make something better here is just how inefficient this process was at a large company, at one of the large companies I've been at in the past. There was um, the particular sort of like PTSD case I remember was like we had spent like 60 grand on doing ASO on this app and we hadn't even gotten any results from it yet, like between the cost of the traffic, licensing the tool. And it was just this like very tedious series of like, you know, manually setting up these pages. Um, the company had to email us a report once a day. Sometimes we had to remind them to send us a report. There was not ways that we could like actively view the data. We were calling meetings to discuss the data and what does this data mean? Should we make a change? Executives would randomly come in and have their opinion, which wasn't really data informed. And it just like ate up all these cycles, like way too much time, way too much money. And we just had nothing to show for it. So that was sort of like the, the polar opposite of what we didn't want to make. Um, and then, uh, Tom, you know, worked with me and the rest of the team to develop sort of what is complete, what is the dream tool and like what are some of the ways we can make this as seamless, as hands-free and as sort of like low effort maximum reward as possible. And one of the other things that um, was particularly obvious to me that we could eliminate was the uh, need for someone to monitor these tests, right? So to continually have to check back, oh, is, do we have enough sample? Do we have enough confidence in a certain test? Uh, is not someone that should, should be in someone's workday, right? And even when you do get to a certain point where there uh, is enough sample, it is relatively uh, a subjective human decision. So if we look at uh, Google experiments, which we're, uh, most of us are familiar with, uh, it's shown, let's say three variations and each variation has, you, you, you see a band and that's called a confidence interval. So, um, within a 90% confidence, uh, you're sure that, let's say, a particular uh, asset uh, is between 
X and Y percentage conversion conversion rate. So you as the uh, user of the tool has to make a subjective decision. Do you feel like that's a risk that you're willing to take? Because it could be, it could perform lower or it could perform higher within that that band, right? So um, we want to be able to negate all this. So a machine, this is mathematics and statistics. So a machine should be able to make that decision for you. If you set the parameters, let's say you want a 90% competence interval. And as long as the, um, the new asset is 5% better than your control, then you want to deem that as a winner. So that should be an automated action. Right. So you sort of alluded to this, and I think there's a t sort of two questions here, but they piggyback on top, of the, on top of each other. One is like, how is what we built different? I guess we sort of, we've touched on that somehow. Is there, is there anything else that's different? And then two, what are the key features that make the Uptick tool distinct? Yeah, for sure. And so like to zoom out here, like, yeah, what, what is really the difference? I mean, we're, we're talking about, about the logic, which is, which is important for how the tool operates, but like, like really what, what is this thing and why is it different? So with, with the Uptick ASO tool, um, there's a lot that's going on technically behind the scenes to do this, but it's it's very hands-free. And what it's really doing is, uh, I always describe it as, um, think about the visual and text-based pieces of the App Store. So all the things Tom mentioned earlier, your icon, your feature graphics, screenshots, video, description, et cetera. Think of them as like interlocking reels on a slot machine. And the Uptick tool, as you drive traffic to this page, it's not just one or a couple of individual store pages, what it's actually doing is mixing and matching all of those interlocking elements. And then we have a smart algorithm that's weighting the things that we know through our testing drive conversion the most. So it's weighting those key elements, anchoring to those, and then going down the waterfall. And it, the tool is making all the decisions for you based on the data of what is converting the best. So you could upload, say, you know, five different icons, five different screenshot sets, five different feature graphics, three different descriptions and just drive traffic to it. And it might be, you know, 2 a.m. on a Sunday night that it completes your page and says, hey, here's your perfect page. I found the optimal combination of all these assets. And it just adopts that and, and moves forward. So it's a very different workflow. This is a, this is like a reinvention of the approach to ASO. And I know I'm sounding salesy here, um, but this is, you know, this is this is kind of like our, our baby. And we've we've we built this because we're, we're super passionate about it and because we think it, there can be a wholly different approach to how you do ASO that can be much less labor intensive, much less cost intensive, and just give you better results faster. Yeah, I like to describe it as um, you, you don't have a test page. You have an app that has a dynamically constantly evolving uh, page. So you only set up that page for an app once, right? And uh, as the machine that we built is constantly doing this work for you. All you have to do is feed it creatives and traffic and it produces uh, and involves this page and produces a, a, a ever optimizing page. Uh, and it's constantly looking at these tests in real in near real time. Um, the basic premise is that when two assets uh, perform very vastly differently, uh, a much lower uh, sample size required to reach a uh, result with confidence. So our algorithm is constantly looking at these variations, comparing them and, and cutting off the worst performing one to save traffic. So it's getting to the right result the fastest with the least amount of uh, traffic and budget. Great, and so you touched on one of sort of two core ways that we're increasing efficiency in, in 
cost in terms of its testing. One is that there's not human effort, right? And so the machine is doing it automatically and mixing and matching it. And the other one is that- The other thing is, is it's, it's making decisions as soon as it possibly can. So it's not that you have to log in, check the results and see if you can make a decision, say, okay, it looks like I have enough data. I can pick this icon as the winner and now I can set up a new test. Like as soon as it hits your threshold for um, for the, uh, the the amount of confidence that you're comfortable with, um, it's going to adopt that winner and just instantly move on to the next test. So that in, that adds a huge amount of both time and um, monetary efficiency because in in the old way of ASO testing, you would still be buying traffic and sending data to a test that's literally teaching you nothing because the decision was already made. You know, it might have been made at 8 p.m., but you, you know, you didn't check your 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 work since then, and maybe it's Friday night, and so the whole weekend could be buying traffic that's that's literally adding no value and just setting money on fire. Well, and there's another there's a nice feature also that we have, which is that when the test is complete, if for whatever reason you didn't have next, you know, other assets to test that lined up, it'll just go ahead and redirect directly to your app store, and so it's it's right. the most efficient way to buy testing traffic that anyone's built so far. Um, Correct. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about some of the, we've talked about a little bit about the automated testing process. Let's talk a little bit about different types of reporting, right? Because you basically have at least two distinct uh, reporting buckets in, in the tool, right? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you're going to see in the tool um, all of like the typical like A-B testing kind of reporting that you would expect to see about the conversion rate of different assets. You can drill into it, but you really don't have to monitor and live in, in these reports if you don't want to. Um, the coolest thing in the tool, my, my favorite part of it, is this very clean visualization of where your page started and how it's doing now. And you'll see these, it's like a, a blue and a purple line and you'll see these lines competing with each other. And like you launch the test and you see the conversion rate of your current page. And then you see as the tool is working and it finds, oh, I found a little better converting icon. And you see your purple line separate from the blue goes up a little bit. Oh, I found a better set of screenshot goes up a little bit further. Oh, I found a better feature graphic, a better description. And you can really quantify the progress that you've made with improving your current conversion. And I mean, this matters for a few reasons. I mean, A, you just want to know that you're actually getting value um, out of you know any tool you license. And uh, can quantify that value, but it also just like lets you uh, for it, it's usually not the you know it's usually someone that's in a mid-level position at most companies that's managing ASO, and that person often has to justify their own work. So we wanted to give a really clean way for the person who's doing the day-to-day -day of ASO to say, hey, look at the wins that I got, look how much this achieved, um, and you know this this can be the expectation for our our future like business outcome from this. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's essentially a. a improvement trend over time, right? So you can quantify how much it improved over time. And the other uh, reporting is on every single asset. So you don't have to dive into an individual test, but on every single asset, you're gonna be able to see the granular uh, visits, conversion rates of that asset. Um, and bonus, uh, we are, are about to launch a page, we call it right now, the uh, app evolution page. Um, so essentially it's gonna tell the story of how the app evolved. Um, it's going to tell the story of uh, how the page went from uh, A to B to C to D and uh, give a history of, of how it arrived to the, the optimized page that you have today. Right. And that, along with the conversion testing, is going to be really helpful to you do sort of a post-mortem and say, hey, why did these, why, why did the different aspects of the page perform? Was it something to do with the image? Was it something to do with the tone? And you can actually go in and look at all the different assets and sort of make generalizations that you can then use to inform your future creative production. 
Yeah, exactly. It's going to show you um, three tests ago uh, with the icon, which one won and how much lift uh, it, it added to the page. Right. Yeah, there's there's some other features that Tom has added in there as far as like just driving additional insights for seeing things just like a heat map of how people have explored the page, how far down they've scrolled, um, the time spent on page. So you can learn about how users are interacting with the page. But we really see that as all secondary. Like there's there's uh, other there's other tools that that do similar kind of heat mapping stuff like that, and it's a cool kind of like bell and whistle provide some insights. But really, our unique differentiator is just a hands free. It's like the idle RPG. <laughs> of ASO tools. You just you just set it up and your numbers go up over time and they keep going up as long as you keep feeding it, it fuel. Or UAC. No, bad comparison. Yep. No one likes it. Like okay. UAC, except it you know, gets you good ROI. Except it gets you, gets you more money <laughs> as opposed to eating your money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, one of the other things that I think is worth touching on in terms of features, and we can move on to a few of the other interesting questions, is we built a cost planner tool. Do either of you want to talk a little bit about the cost planner tool and what exactly that is? So Tom, what's what's the number one question that everyone asks about uh, an ASO test? Yeah, how, how much is, is a test gonna cost me? Right, and what's the answer to that? Well, we have a cost planner tool. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say it depends, like that's that's always the answer. It, it depends, right? Cause it's it's like, it, there's there's a couple things. I mean, the two, the two main things that, that drive cost are, you know, how many assets are you testing? And how how different are those those assets? Um, and so yeah, you know, Tom Tom and I were getting asked this question all the time, and so yeah, we brainstormed and came up with this this cost planning uh, function. And one of the fun facts is it's free. Anyone can use and sign up and use a cost planner tool, even without using the ASO tool. So yeah. check it out. So, so Tom, sorry I cut you off, but what what does the cost planner actually do? Yeah, it, it's very simple. It allows you to put in. Um, different very number of variations for different elements you want to test. Let's say a, a couple icons, three screenshots, and uh, uh, and then put it. you put in your estimated cost per click and your expected conversion rate, and it gives you a range uh, of uh, how much that test is going to cost you. Great. This is helpful too, because a lot of times when you're doing ASO, you're under the gun for either uh, a budget limitation and or a time limitation. So this this very simple tool lets you like workshop and see, okay, well, if I only have X amount of dollars to run my tests, I should probably narrow down to this many assets. Cool. Well, we've talked a lot about the features. I don't want to sell too hard, although I know I do, I'm very proud of all the features we produce. So I do like highlighting them all. Um, one of the questions I had is like, you know, the, given the amount of upside for a, a very rigorous ASO testing process, what are some of the biggest challenges that marketers app marketers face when getting started with ASO? Yeah, this one's, really easy. I mean, the number one reason that we always see uh, a test fail or the most likely reason it, it fails is uh, either it, it's creative. It's either bad creative or not enough differentiated creative. And I can't stress enough how much the differentiation of your creative matters. If you test two things against each other and they're almost identical, a, it's going to take forever to complete that test because you're not going to detect much of a difference between them. And, and B, you're not going to get much improvement because they're so similar. So that's been the number one thing that I've, I've personally seen as far as like when people succeed and fail in ASO is how closely is the creative team involved? Um, either that internal creative team or sometimes our creative team will also help out to supplement with these tests. And then how, what is the quality level, the relevance, and the differentiation of these creative assets? Um, just on the creative piece, I mean, people are, are in, in, I mean, understandably uh, afraid to take risk on their, uh, on their uh, uh, kind of brand, 
brand vision, right? Um, and right. Th this is not written in stone to try something completely different. So really encourage people to to try something that's that's just way outside of the box. I mean, to an extreme, one of our clients tried uh, uh, literally white uh, screenshots. Not, not advising that, but it just goes to show like, you, you never know what, what that's gonna produce. And maybe the results can lead to uh, something that still is within your brand, brand guidelines, but gives you an idea where, which direction to go. Yeah, um, and the other thing is just um, not planning enough uh, for the budget and, and uh, ending the test too early and or not having enough budget to, to finish actually finish the test. Makes sense. Warren, do you have a follow up there? Yeah, I was just going to add, you know, um, on I was going to give a shout out to one of our early um, ASO clients, which is uh, Experian, which you know, it's a pretty, uh, in some senses, you'd say it's a pretty conservative brand. I mean, it's a credit score product. It's um, uh, fairly, you know, it's a serious kind of product, but they got pretty adventurous with the creative that they that they built and put into the tool. And it really showed in their results. I mean, they got some some pretty crazy uplifts over the series of, of tests that they, they performed with the tool. I'm an experienced customer. I have their app. I should look at what their app is compared to when I started using it. <laughs> right. And I guess like one final thought on that note, one thing that we um, always say, because uh, often the person doing the test isn't the person that makes the final um, decision of if something is brand friendly or not, is it's a test environment, right? So you can get a little more wild and having that data to come into the meeting with the executive team to say, well, I know you might not personally like this icon as much or think it's as unbrand, but what if I told you that, you know, we have statistically significant data that we'll get 17% more users if we use this combination of assets. A lot of times that's enough to move the conversation. If it's just opinion versus opinion, it will always be the most senior person in the room. But if you can come armed with that data, um, no one's going to say no most of the time to that much uh, additional users and potentially additional revenue. Great. Um, I want to take a little bit of a step back. We've talked a lot about ASO, and I want to talk a little bit more about the vision for the Uptick platform more broadly. You know, ASO is planned to be the first tool, and I just want to get your guys' opinion and talk a little bit about the strategy for what up to, what the Uptick platform is going to become. The uh... Vision for for us is isn't going to just stop at ASO, right? We want to build a uh, marketing uh, command center console, so a, a console that allows you to um, perform all, all sorts of uh, marketing functions. Um, aside from uh, ASO, our team actually is, uh, to me, in my humble opinion, a world class team at uh, UA Creative, uh, kind of full service, uh, and we have. Uh, clients' results to that speak for itself, um, but we've been able to grow our uh, what we've been able to do with a small team just by automating a lot of the functionality uh, uh, behind the scenes, right? And we want to be able to bring that to a commercially available platform to allow, uh, in a sense, democratization of uh, UA functions uh, that are proven. So. Uh, not, not all studios can afford a full service agency, right? Um, we have, we've had to turn down more clients than we've taken on just because, um, you know, we, we, we need to choose partners that first can afford us and we can, um, uh, have success with, right. Um, but there's a lot of studios out there that need uh, UA help. And maybe, uh, with our tools, we believe, uh, ultimately that you wouldn't need as big of a team. Uh, with the automations in place. So 
the additional modules that we are planning to build in addition to ASO is a UA module that's going to include a lot of uh, optimization and integration with the platforms and attribution providers, as well as a creative workflow console. So all of these uh, consoles work in tandem with each other um, and we'll be able to use it for our internal clients and be able to offer this um, product to, to other agencies and studios as well. Yeah, and I guess the, the one thing that I would add that's a little different about how we build is, you know, we, we basically have, you know, two halves of uptick. There's the half of the business that Xander and I sit on, and that's essentially the half that's in the field. We're doing growth marketing every day. We're working with apps. Um, and then we have Tom's team that's that's working on the tech. So the difference in how we build things is we, we build the things that we need to do our job right as growth marketers. And, you know, like this ASO tool, We've been working on it internally and giving feedback and, and testing it uh, for, for two years before. I mean, it's really only now that we're saying, hey, we feel really proud of this. It's very polished. It's very proven. Um, that's the approach we do to everything we make. So when you're working with a tool from us, it's uh, it's really spent a lot of time in the lab. And it's been very hands-on by by all of our team members and proven out. Like it's, We're not going to bring something to market if it's not adding value. And it's not something that we use ourselves every day to drive growth for our clients. So, yeah, it's great. And uh, you know, I'm a little biased here, but I'll say that uh, some of the stuff we have in the lab right now is really, really exciting. And I'm really, really excited to, it's really fun to work on. And I'm really excited to bring it to the rest of the market because I think there's still so much opportunity in this space. Cool. Um, if we're going to loop back and sort of finish this up, if there's what what do people need? If people want to say say this sounds great, awesome, I want I want ASO. Um, what do people need to do to get started with ASO today? Sure. So with our tool, I mean we have, we have a lot of confidence. If people try it, they'll find it useful. Um, one thing I, I I would caveat is that it's different from other ASO tools. So if you've used some of the established uh, tools in the field or even just Google Play experiments, come in with an open mind about what the process is. That being said, we make a pretty low barrier of entry. Um, the, Tom, do you want to talk about the ways that people can actually try the tool? Uh, yeah, uh, there's a, a unlimited uh, testing option, which basically all of our clients use right now. Um, but we also give uh, three free tests for when you sign up and you can um, uh, pay as you go. It was, it's 500 bucks uh, a test, uh, pay as you go whenever you need it. There's no commitments. Yeah, and we've definitely found once people try the tool that the unlimited testing makes a lot more financial uh, sense. You know, you can run uh, 20 tests a month if you want, uh, if you've got the budget and, and scale that merits that. And one other thing I'll throw out, um, it's not a core part of our business, but we, we do offer like a getting started creative package. This is really helpful if you haven't done a bunch of ASO creative or you don't have a sense of what works for your app. So in these cases, our creative team will come in the fold and one of our creative leads will do like a teardown look at a bunch, do a bunch of competitor analysis, see what your competitor has been doing. Um, and we'll make you like a kickoff package where we develop uh, some unique icons, screenshots, uh, feature graphics. Um, and it will, it will let you get started with the tool knowing that you have good fuel to put into it. Um, because that's another uh, big takeaway I hope everyone gets from this is like ASO is a, it's a cross-disciplinary function. It's why this is often an orphan function in many orgs. You need your creative team uh, involved in some capacity. You need your UA team involved in some capacity because you need the traffic to the campaigns and you need to have at least a data uh, uh, data friendly person because there's a, a analytics and data component of it too. Um, so with our tool, we do as much as we can to like simplify that and have it all be in one uh, easy to manage hub. 
but um, you just still need to make sure that you have that creative fuel one way or another. Awesome. So thanks for joining us today for a different kind of episode. Um, if any of this sounds interesting to you and you're interested in trying either our ASO tool uh, or any of our managed growth services, uh, you can reach our team at uptick.com. That's U-P-P-T-I-C.com. Thanks, Tom, for joining us today. And thank you, Xander, for uh, hosting and interviewing. Absolutely. Talk soon. 